This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D. Broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolved Studios in LA, Santa Barbara, AM 1290, KZSB, and FM 96.9, Santa Barbara, or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood on Fleetwood's On Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. When the summer winds blow across the Pacific here in Santa Barbara, I begin to daydream of nights at the Hollywood Bowl, sitting at a table under the stars with a nice bottle of wine, probably curated or handpicked by my special guest today, Carolyn Stein, and snacking on Chef Suzanne Goen's tasty food. And we can do that again, you know. So what are we waiting for? Two of my very, very favorite restaurateurs in the entire world are joining me today. And it's been far too long since I sat on their restaurant rooftop at the Caracara in downtown LA at the proper, uh, probably about this time last year. And I enjoyed uh, both their food and their cocktails. And right now I'm thrilled to announce on the show, all of the new things happening in food, wine, beer, and fabulous foodie treats from Suzanne Goen and Carolyn Stein for the 2023 Hollywood Bowl season on this first episode. Uh, and stay tuned for my interview in the second half with Chef Victoire from Top Chef World All-Stars. Uh, and I, I just want to point out one more thing before we get in here. All the music on the show today uh, I I picked from concerts that have happened at the Hollywood Bowl live in the past. Oh, great. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it, 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 it made sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hollywood Bowl Food and Wine is presented by the Los Angeles Philharmonic in partnership with the Luke Group and Sodexo Live. Now, did I pronounce Sodexo Live right? You did. That is it. Okay. <laughs> you never know these days. I pronunciation so important discover the delicious food in the wine menus this summer at the hollywood bowl go to hollywoodbowl.com check out the lineup the music and definitely sample the food and the wine beer uh, all of it we're going to talk about that right now we're going to make you hungry welcome chef suzanne and carolyn stein thank Hi. you so happy to be here so happy to have you back um been busy you never slow down either one of you and one of the reasons I love to follow what you're doing, I love to taste and sample the drinks even more at your bars and your wine list. Let me set this up a little bit uh, for those of you that haven't been to the Hollywood Bowl at all or lately. The Los Angeles Philharmonic Association presents Hollywood Bowl, Bowl Food and Wine for the 2023 season. Today, the Los Angeles Philharmonic Association announced new menus. For the season, uh, Chef Suzanne and restaurateur Caroline Stein introduced cool, delicious new offerings to complement the music under the warm Los Angeles evenings. And now, in the eighth year 
with award-winning chef Suzanne and Caroline, the, uh, it, it promises to be exceptional dining for visitors to the iconic menu and venue. So let's, Caroline, tell me about the new wine selection for 2023. Well, you know, I, for anybody who's never been to the bowl, I don't think people understand exactly how much we offer there. We have three fully full service restaurants. We have, we just make food uh, made to order to 3000 box seats. We have marketplaces with prepared foods and wine and snacks and um, drinks. And we have concessions stands as well with that Suzanne will get into. Um, and uh, we do backstage catering and event catering and all that. It's a, it's a really kind of crazy, enormous project. And I don't think any other theater in the country has this kind of fully immersive food and wine experience at a theater where you're going to go see a concert. Um, it's just really special. And so um, just, just like Suzanne, you know, brings her beautiful food and her ethos to cooking to the, to everything that you eat there. I try to do that with the wine as well. And I choose small production artisanal producers from all over the world. Um, and I, I try to have something for everybody, but these are really, these are not normally wines that you'd find in a supermarket. They're not mm -hmm. um, at, you're going to see at a, at a theater mass produced wines. These are all really beautiful hand-selected wines that really complement the food and complement the venue and the summer nights there. And um, I just really try to do something that's, that's interactive and fun and different. And like, I treat it like I do the restaurant wine list. So is there a process that you go through or, or do you just try things and that you like, and you say, I think, I think other people would like this, or is there a, I mean, you, you created some really great wine lists. I know what you're going to say you right should, now. You should see her desk. Her <laughs> desk her office is like 50 bottles of wine. She'll yeah. be looking at, oh my gosh, okay, got it. Time to taste the rosés for the bowl. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the difference with, I mean, yes, I taste things all the time and I think, oh, this would be a great bowl of wine. But I also have to be very conscious about cost there in terms of having selections that are at a price point. Mm that a variety of people feel comfortable with because some yeah. people are there and they want to blow it out and spend a lot of money on wine. And some people just want to get a really solid wine for an affordable price. So I have to, I taste a much wider array of wines than I would for the normal restaurant situation, but it's really fun because it makes me open my eyes to things that maybe I wouldn't have tried. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I think that, you know, you're not just going to walk in and get a, you know, just a, a bottle of Chardonnay or a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc. There's just a really wide variety of options. And, um, a lot of, and I like with the restaurants, um, all the wines tend to be either organically, sustainably, or biodynamically farmed. A lot of, a lot of um, new vegan selections and natural wines, and it's just uh, it's 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 a really fun um, wide array of options there. I think Sounds the nice, like a I think the nice thing for guests is that you can because it's so curated. It's like any bottle that you pick. If you walk in that marketplace, like every single wine is delicious. You know, different like Karen's had different price points and different flavors, but you can kind of know going in there that there's like there's no lemons in there. Like everything yeah. is everything's great. So she's really, really nice. taken her time and yeah, and picked and created and tasted, and a lot of them are still left on her desk. Yes, <laughs> just to prove it. I do have a pile of wine. <laughs> it looks like a party. Yeah. yeah. Well, what a what a um, great job you have, <laughs> Caroline. Hey, it's work. 
Yeah, it is work. Uh, you know, it's so funny. I, I used to taste and build wine menus a lot. And I, it sounds like so much fun. But after an hour or two of tasting oh, yeah. so much wine, you're like, oh, my God, I can't. It is work, actually. It, yeah. you got to take it serious. Yeah. Uh, I'm not uh, drinking them. I'm not sitting there getting drunk and drinking <laughs> them. It's a process. Yeah. Right. You just have really red teeth a lot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Chef Suzanne, tell me about the menu. Tell, I mean, what's inspiring you right now? And and how did you, how do you, do you come up with a new menu every season, every Hollywood Bowl season, Philharmonic season? Yes, I do all new menus for you every do. Hollywood Bowl. Yes, they're always like some favorite staples that if I don't bring them back, people get upset. So there's, you know, sometimes there's a little core of favorites that stay. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. And it's funny because I write the menus usually in January. So I have to put myself in this like summer, summer moment when I'm writing them. But as usual, I mean, everything, everything is inspired by the, by local produce and um, our local farmers. And I'm really lucky actually working with um, Sodexo Live. They've been great about uh, setting up programs, which, you know, mo most corporate uh, food service companies would not be would not be into you know they just want a lot of places especially big venues they just want like a truck to show up and everything's on it and mm -hmm. we actually at the bowl do this it's the same way we work in the restaurant so we have connections with all of our local farmers who we know we can, can call up our so when we order we order you know we'll we don't actually go to the market but we have somebody who goes to the market for us and we can i can order you know the potatoes from alex weiser i can order the specific cherries i want from murray's and um, you know, and I can get Winrose tomatoes, and I can get uh, Coleman Farms herbs and lettuces, and so it's really great. And that took a little bit of time in the beginning because I think, um, you know, it was hard at a venue like that. It was hard for sort of everybody, like almost the farmers, and also just the you know just working at such a big operation. Um, mm -hmm. But now we've really got our groove on, and um, so it's really it's the same produce that we're working with in the restaurants, which is really. You know, it's like the way that I like to work. So, yeah. uh, and then, you know, it is a challenge to come up with, you know, I do want to do something different every year and sort of surprise everybody with new dishes. So, you know, I, 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 I read a lot about, you know, I love traditional cultures and recipes. Um, I love to travel. Uh, I, you know, I love to kind of be inspired even by people that I'm working with. And like we talk about, you know, flavors that people grew up eating. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it'll be like something a sous chef will make something amazing for staff meal and i'll be like wait what was that salsa that you did and it's like oh it's this thing my grandmother used to make and we'll end up turning that into a dish for the restaurant so it's really a really fun way to work and of course the inspiration always is you know like you said it's summer you're under the stars yeah. uh it, what do you what, what would i want to eat in those in those moments and yeah. uh we have you know with the restaurants we have uh, the wine bar which is sort of a little mini AOC. So that's kind of follows that same template as AOC. And then um, the backyard, which is super fun. It's, uh, I don't know if ever, people have had the chance to, to be there, but it's basically on a rooftop overlooking the, uh, the bowl. And it's two huge uh, wood-fired grills. And we do not have a stove. Uh, it's crazy. It's this the one where I say it's like camping, but it's, yeah. it's, really, it's really fun. And I think that menu particularly you know, is driven by, uh, by that kitchen. And so everything's about the grill. And then I do a lot of, most of the setups with the, with the, with the grilled meats or fish or vegetables are room temperature, lots of salsas, you know, kind of really fresh and bright, kind of like if you were cooking in your backyard, which is why it's 
the backyard. So uh, that's always a really fun, um, like a really, really fun menu to write. And then um, in the boxes, uh, you know, we, ha- we, we do, it's like a, a, a giant, it's almost like a giant dinner party because we will have, we do, we'll do like 500 meals in an hour and a half. It's wow. crazy. Uh, so we know what's coming because people pre-order, but then it's just all at once. So you know, some of our favorites are back. We do like a big barbecue platter with like brisket and ribs and fried chicken for two, a big seafood platter that's, um, you know, marinated uh, grilled shrimp and lobster rolls and all kinds of summery salads. You're um, like in a, you're picnicking basically, right? Yeah, you're out. Explain yeah. what the boxes is for so, yeah, those that don't know, haven't been there. Good yeah. point. Yeah. The, the, so the, the front part of the, when you're facing the stage, there's the pool circle, which is just this one area right in front of the stage. And then from back from there, it's two different sections of box seats. And they're literally like little boxes that mostly they're for four people. And what we, when you, when you come to, to dine at the bowl, if you pre-order, you'll show up and your box is set for four with tablecloth and silverware and uh, wine glasses and everything. And you face each other and have, you have a server, you have a three course meal. And um, when it's time for the show, the servers will come, they take the tables out and the two people in front turn their chairs around. And then that is, that's your seating for the rest of the show. So it's a very, it's a very special, mm-hmm. you know, classic LA experience. And I would say yeah, if anybody's not true. done it before, once you do it too, you're hooked. It's just, well, and also, it's, um, fun, yeah. it's also, I love it. It's a classic LA experience and it really is true. Oh, yeah. And where else are you going to get a menu? At the Hollywood Bowl. I mean, I'm sure you've all seen it in movies and video. You know, it's just beautiful, just gorgeous out there. Where else are you going to get a menu created by four times James Beard Foundation Award winner, Chef Suzanne Gowen? And wines and beers that are curated by Caroline Stein, uh, James Beard Foundation's 2018 Outstanding Restaurateur of the Year Award recipient. Congratulations, by the way, for all those awards and and just you, uh, you the experience at your restaurants, your your various restaurants around town. Those are from from your classically uh, loved Luke to AOC to downtown at the proper uh, to the Hollywood Bowl. The two of you are. LA, LA food, LA experience, right? I mean, you've got to experience, you've been to your restaurants if you've been to LA and you've gone anywhere good. It's it's the place to go and the place, the food to taste and the wine to, to enjoy. Uh, and it's so neat to have that whole experience that you're describing at the Hollywood Bowl, have the two of you overseeing the experience on the food and the wine. It all goes together. It's the best things in life. And uh, but you have an executive chef that oversees thousands of nightly guests. Do you oh, absolutely! We have a we have a we have an incredible team of uh, from our executive chef Jeff Rogers and our um, our chef of uh, the premier. His name is Eric Lopez. Um, we have a great team. We have each of the restaurants has as a sous chef, and um, it's a great team of people. We've actually that core. We've been all working together for the whole eight years. And really been able to kind of grow the program together. We all, you know, our visions very, uh, very much aligned. Um, Jeff actually was the chef at Monterey Bay Aquarium mm. before. After I mean, before that, he worked at a lot of incredible high-end restaurants in the Napa Valley. Um, so he kind of similarly, you know, brought that same 
you know, passion for food and caring about quality, but he had, he had done the big venue before, which, um, which I had never done. And, um, and so I think that, you know, we were, it was, he was a great partner in being able mm-hmm. to, to figure that out. And then Eric has also, we actually met him at the bowl. He was, he was there before us yeah, and right. he was flipping burgers. Forgot about that. He was flipping burgers and he, um, you know, we just, yeah, I could tell right away. He just, I mean, the first thing he said to me was like, Hey, so if you ever have a space in one of the restaurants, you know, I'd love to come check it out. Actually, he told me he was, I was talking to him last night and he told me this story about how, so then he came, he was working at the, um, in the wine bar and we needed somebody, I guess I, somebody, something happened at tap when we had tavern, something happened and I needed a cook and I called him. And he told me he was out to lunch with his mom, which I didn't realize, but I called him and said, Hey, is there any way you can work tonight? And he said to his mom, this is the call I've been waiting for. I got to go. Oh my God. He just told me the story last uh-huh. night. Yeah. And he came over and then he was, so he was like our secret weapon. He would come yeah. work at, like if somebody called out, he'd come work at Tavern or somebody was on maternity leave or whatever it was. And so he's worked through all the restaurants and um, he's such an amazing, um, if you saw him, he's like a kind of like almost like a giant bear of a guy. And he, but he's the most calm, cool, collected. And I'm telling you at the bowl, like a thousand things go wrong at one yeah. time. It's like always some kind of fire drill. And Eric just like, yeah, just he just solves it. He's like calm. He figures it out, and he just keep he keeps going. So I call him the quiet riot. Oh, he's a total quiet riot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good. He's got to so, make a T-shirt for him on that yeah, one. Yeah, I right. Like that. Yeah, That's a good sure. nickname. So so absolutely, it's um, and I think it's what's you know, it's we're in we're in such a groove now. In the beginning, it was it was so crazy because it was trying to put all that structure in place. But I think all the time we spent with it and kind of really working with this, the uh, the leaders that we have, you know, they, and most of them come and work with us on the off season too. So uh, it's really helped it. You know, I think this, this year has definitely been the easiest I and mean, we're not into the season yet. We're doing the lease events, but it's been the easiest re-entry uh, because we have all these great people in place. So it's, it's not me trying to single-handedly train yeah. every cook in like yeah. four different venues uh you know i have people in each place that are you know indoctrinated and <laughs> into yeah. it like on the same page and and you mentioned they fit in and they have the same visions that you have that both of you have and the the you know from matt um do duggan yes i yeah. always want to call him dugan because of our doctor <laughs> that's dugan. his nickname we call yes. him dugan but it's yeah. really dugan. to uh you know chef who you're you know you're just talking about um and you know, f- through for all your staff that that have come back and that 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 lend a hand up there at the Hollywood Bowl or in your other restaurants, there's a culture that the two of you have created that's really uh, well known and and famous in a way in the in the culinary industry. This culture you've created. We'll be right back with more with Chef Suzanne Goen and Carolyn Stein.
I am Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Hi, it's Suzanne Goen from L.A. Restaurants, Luke, AOC, and Tavern, as well as the Hollywood Bowl. And you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. I hope you'll check out our event, L.A. Loves Alex's Lemonade, and join the cause. Hi, I'm Suzanne Goen. And I'm Carolyn Stein. And I hope you will join us this summer at the Hollywood Bowl and celebrate food and wine with us. And you're listening to us here on The Jeremiah Show. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freebie, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Welcome back to The Jeremiah Show. I'm with Carolyn Stein and Chef Suzanne Goen. Hollywood Bowl season. Hollywood Bowl food and wine. Welcome back. Is there a something that's a, a true line that runs through all of your staff? Uh, uh, something that's always, that everybody has and shares a vision, this, this, this collective pulse of, of your group, the Luke group? That's a really tough one to nail exactly because there are so many different aspects that go into it. I mean, first of all, we try to find people who just innately have that sense of hospitality and caring and um, wanting to take care of others. And um, I always say you kind of have to have a codependent need to please people to be in this industry and trying to find those people who just are have empathy and who just just want to make people comfortable and happy i think it's a big part of it and who find joy in it for themselves yes. that's the thing is that mm-hmm. they find satisfaction in taking care of people and helping to create those experiences it has you can you can teach the mechanics of what to do but for somebody you know we have such great managers and servers who they actually you know if they make somebody's night they they're happy that kind of makes yeah. their night you know and if that's the group of people you you need i think i mean in the kitchen i think that's it's really true it's really yeah. true in the kitchen, I think it's um, like a passion for food. I mean, it's like people, they, they have to sort of love food, like from both sides, eating and cooking. Yeah. And um, and I think have a drive, you know, they have to have a drive, you know, because if you it's 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 not the easiest job by any means. There's a lot of a lot of easier ways to, to make a living, especially when you're starting out. So um, they just have to have that 
the passion and the work ethic, I think. And it's funny to see like young co you know, they don't not everybody has the same passion for local and farmers and everything when they start. Mm-hmm. Um, but they ha- I think a curiosity too, like a passion and a curiosity, because we'll have a lot of cooks who, when they come in and start in the beginning, they have no idea. They don't even understand like why. So I don't understand like, what's the difference between buying from a farmer versus ordering from a produce company. They don't even think about it. Yeah. But when they start to learn about it and, and see our excitement when the first cherries come in and then taste, we were doing a little tasting, like the tasting of the sh- cherries from this week versus the cherries from last week this week are way better because we're further into the season, but just to kind of turn the, turn people onto that. Uh, and I think if they're, if you find the people who are interested and passionate and, and they don't even have to get it yet because we can teach them how to get it and we can yeah. teach them the differences, but they kind of have to have that innate curiosity and, uh, you know, be here for a reason. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, that that you do that both so well, and I, I wanted to go through all the different various things that you're you're doing there at the Hollywood Bowl, but I don't think we have time. And I have a better idea. I think everybody, I think everybody should go check it out themselves, right? Definitely, yes, that's a better idea. What you're talking about? Taste the berries and the, the salads. Taste the the tomatoes from the farms. Taste the wine that uh, Carolyn's really sourced and tried and found and thought about each and every one of you um the two of you do think about everybody and i love uh, that you have such a great audience out there that loves what you do i can't wait to get down there but do tell me two things or tell the listener two things excuse me tell us about wine wednesdays before I, i say goodbye to you and um oh i lost my place here wine wednesdays they've both got great names what's and which is the other one I'm looking for? Uh, oh, Winemaker Wednesdays and Sunday Market Tastings. Yeah, it's kind of morphed a little bit. So oh, it is, It is. Um, we do, It's. we're calling it just the Market Tasting Series. And okay. it does happen on Wednesdays and Sundays. It did originally come out of, hey, let's do Winemaker Wednesday. Because I, again, just wanting to connect the guests with the wine program and kind of show people that they can have something different and exciting at the bowl when they come to a concert. So I decided to invite my winemaker friends who are local and some who are in here in from out of town to come and pour at complimentary wine tastings in the plot in the plaza outside of the plaza marketplace there, which is right outside of the box office. It's sort of like the central hub of activity when you're coming to the bowl. And so twice a week uh, for about two hours before the concert, um, I have my winemaker and also wine distributors and importers. And sometimes it's even a local SOM who come and they either pour their favorite selections from the list or come and pour new wines that we don't even have on the list yet. And just kind of have an interactive experience with the guests who are coming in for a concert. And it's really fun. And um, it's outside and it's just really, it's great to be able yeah. to connect people with the winemakers and Suzanne's done similar things with farmers and had, you know, done program with Alex Weiser. It's just, we just want to connect people with those others that we love so much and are working with. But the, if what you think it, how great the bowl is anyway, and then right. you can come on Wednesday and Sunday, you can come a little early and have a free wine tasting with Carolyn's there. These winemakers are there. You get to hear the stories. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such an experience and there's so much going on in the backyard. Like you've mm-hmm. talked about, picnic boxes um 
and there's a the maple drive that sounds great i gotta try that but who's <laughs> yeah. that your your uh fried chicken uh i read that this morning and i kept going back to it i'm like i i gotta try that i mean yeah. there's so many great things big and juicy burgers um luke at the circle which is a full service dining experience for pool circle subscribers uh you showcase a seasonally made order menu exceptional wine list um, have no doubt it is um so many highlights street food and snacks that sounds good i, I gotta try it all the sweet shop i might not even see the concert i might just be i just so hang, hang yeah. out at all your shops just do a street crawl there yeah do you yeah, know about, exactly. you know you know about magpies oh, yeah. no so uh we actually magpies are a, it's a soft serve ice cream company local they have three shops and uh, they do these incredible ice cream pies and we brought them in last year and it, it's been a huge hit so at the um at the at the sweet shop and in actually some of the desserts when you order from the boxes we do these these incredible ice cream pies they do like a a mediterranean inspired one with pistachio ice cream and a little baklava topping we do uh cookies and cream one but there and many of them are also um vegan yeah so that's mm -hmm. a really cool thing to check out in the marketplace yep. and also in the sweet shop i have to say their vegan ice cream does not at all tastes like it's vegan i've I've had a lot of non-dairy ice creams this these are you would not be able to yeah. tell so yeah. good yeah okay so last question for but well i've got one extra for chef suzanne but one extra question at the very end here last question for both of you though it, who are you looking forward to like on your perfect night you get a night off hopefully your families are together you're at the hollywood bowl uh what kind of wine do you bring to the table carolyn and what kind of food are you eating and who would you see well i already have my box lined up for the cure yeah the cure? oh yeah <laughs> that's a good one i'm drinking a nice bright minerally white like an etna bianco or a little albarino from ria spicious mm. and i would maybe have can i come for two nights yeah <laughs> um, I'm really excited for well the Snoop the Snoop Dogg oh, yes. Dr. Dre celebration of the 20th I'm sorry 30th year for sure of Snoop Dogg that's going to be incredible and I'm also actually have some friends coming out of town and we're going to do that my morning jacket and um Fleet Foxes show which is in, oh, in August that will be good yeah um, I love to eat eat in the box I like to get the um we do like a slow roasted salmon with a cucumber yogurt and uh, all kinds of like herbs and also the we do a moroccan like a moroccan chicken tagine for two with some couscous and apricots it comes with a little mez platter of different salads and for wine i always wait for i always ask carolyn to send me something so, what would you what would you send would, for that that last dish there that sounds good that well you know Sam's a rose drinker mm -hmm. so um and you know with that moroccan i think a rose would be lovely also yeah. that salmon. salmon is like the perfect outdoor summer entree um but you know we have a really lovely cabernet franc that would be mm -hmm. fantastic from the loire valley that'd be fantastic with that tagine <laughs> i'm there can I, can I join any of the boxes <laughs> my new thing is starting with a little that's a sparkling oh uh, yeah the sparkling uh, rosé yeah she loves a little paul barra sparkling rosé champagne just start. to start the night off just gets it you know. That's the way to do it. Live yeah. life. And the two of you are, and I just love it. Um, I love having seeing you again and having you back on. Uh, I wanted to ask Chef one last question. A long time ago, I don't remember how long ago we did this interview, but there was someone that staged with you, a kid that you brought in. Uh, um, this, 
anyway, he was a young kid and he talked so highly about you and uh, was on his father and his mother were on the show. They told me the story. And then I talked to you and I think you said you told me about the first night that Luke opened and you said that you had some red wine and you were hiding in the kitchen. <laughs> I was hiding in the walk-in. Hiding in the walk-in with some red wine. In the afternoon, I was so stressed out, and everybody kept asking me questions that I put on a parka, and I went in the walk-in, and I told Karina, my sous chef, at the time, I said, I'm going to be in the walk-in. Can you field any questions? I, yeah, I took my little sip of red wine, and I was so, it was so terrifying. Oh, yeah. Because I think it was the first time, you know, I had been the chef at Campanile, but it was always like Mark and Nancy were still there. It wasn't my restaurant. You know, yours. Kind of, this was the first time it was like, oh, shoot. Like, I felt like I was you know, like they're standing naked in front of the world. Yeah. I, I've always, I, I always think of that story and, and I love it. Um, do you still hide in the walk-in with a glass of wine before a big opening like you're doing <laughs> right not, now? Sadly. Do not? Yeah, we just have a no. mood elevating coffee. Yeah, we have a mood yeah. elevating coffee. Yeah, so That's maturity. You've grown yeah, up graduated. a little. <laughs> and then I have my little, my little uh, half glass of the rosé yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. But well, yeah, I want to thank yeah. you both. You're so much fun. I uh, hope to see you in L.A. soon at one of the places. Uh, thank you so much, Suzanne Gillen, Carolyn Stein. Go this weekend and discover the delicious food and wine menus this summer at the Hollywood Bowl, thehollywoodbowl.com. And just to let you know a little more about the Hollywood Bowl, it's one of the largest natural amphitheaters in the world. With seating of nearly 18,000. God, I hope you don't have to feed all those people. <laughs> the Hollywood Bowl has been the... Yeah, that's a lot of people. It's been the summer home of the Los Angeles Philharmonic since its official opening in 1922. And plays host to the finest artists from all genres of music. There's something for everybody. And it's one of the best deals anywhere in Los Angeles to this day. One mm dollar -hmm. buys a seat at the top of the bowl for many classical and jazz performances. Uh, February 2023, congratulations. The venue was named the Outdoor Concert Venue of the Year, Venue of the Year at the 34th Annual Polster Awards. It's an honor that was bestowed on the Hollywood Bowl 15 previous times. Um, anyway, for, yeah, if you love music, if you love good food, if you love great wine, uh, and you love good friends, go see Carolyn and... Suzanne and everybody else at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, you're going to enjoy yourself. Thank you so much. We'll be right back with Chef Victoire from Top Chef World All-Stars. Thank you, Carolyn and Suzanne. Thank you. Thank you. Our pleasure. Thank you.
Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio, The Jeremiah Show, airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. CoreRadio.rocks. Good day, my friends. I'm Billy Mandarino, the Nowist. When life tries to pull you down, how do you react? Disappointment, frustration, feelings of being wronged and the like are all part of living. The truth is, you are in control of what you focus on. You take your power back with good habits and patterns and placing yourself out of stress. Let me show you how to lift up your life and become unstoppable so that overwhelm and anxiety of the world does not take you out of your precious present moments. Go to BillyMandarino.com to learn more. And we're back with The Jeremiah Show. Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. My special guest today, I'm going to try to say, I'm going to try to pronounce it as pretty as she does. Chef Victoria Ulubi from Top Chef World All Stars, season twenty, from London. Uh, Chef Victoria did not laugh at me when I introduced her just now, and she did not correct me, so I must have done it semi okay. I must have pronounced her name. Okay. Did I do okay, Chef? Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. She was born and raised in the Republic of Congo. Victoria Golube left her war-torn country, and she traveled to Italy to study law. It was there that she found her passion for food, and she switched up a little bit. She has cooked her way through the UK, through notable restaurants from Italy to France. And in 2021, she was named one of the 100 most influential women of 2021 by F Magazine in Italy. Congratulations, wow. She was a runner-up on the second season of Top Chef Italy. She currently resides in Milan as a private chef. We get to have 23 minutes with Chef today and uh, i'm not going to waste any time we're going to get right to the interview welcome to the show victoria thank you jeremiah <laughs> nice i say you're right it's no, jeremiah no, that's okay. in Italian, it's italian I, jeremiah it's very elegant jeremiah everybody in, in spanish calls me jeremiah or jeremias which jeremiah. i guess is like a, a mexican candy i'm told but uh, I'll take however you want to pronounce my name is fine. <laughs> Jeremiah, Jeremiah, it's very elegant. Yeah, thank you. Sounds Your good. name is beautiful. I love it. Victoria, I'm just going to say it all day after we hang up. Uh, are you in Milan tonight? 
Sorry. Are you in Milan right now? Yes. Yes. Right now, I'm, I'm in Milan. In Milan, um, six o'clock over there. Well, yes. you're originally from the Congo, and the Democratic Republic of Congo. Is that correct? No, it's the Republic of Congo because you have two Congo: the okay. DRC, Democratic Republic, DRC, the Republic okay. of Congo, and the Republic of Congo. I'm from the Republic of Congo. Okay, I want I want to get it right, so I will not make that mistake twice. Um, I love that. I've never talked to, uh, spoken to anyone from uh, Republic of Congo, and this is a really neat opportunity. Of course, your country is endowed with really exceptional natural resources like um, cobalt, copper, hydropower potential. You've got a lot of land, immense biodiversity, and the world's second largest rainforest. Is that true? All true? It's true. It's true. <laughs> and we, we were in uh, this, the for, it's for in, we were in this forest after the, the second war in Congo. Mm. We live in this war for, uh, in this forest, sorry, for eight months with a pygmy, the small people, you know, in the French, you, key, you can get a pygmy. Uh, like Aboriginal people, and yeah. uh, in the time they say that they say us, we don't we don't need you here because uh, you like uh, a, a people from the city. You are you are destroying the the nature. You are destroying the earth. You want to be rich. You want to wear a a, a good uh, a good clothes, but you are destroying the nature. In the time I don't understand. I say. Why they are saying that uh, they're singing has that, but now I understand that after twenty years or so. Mm. Well, and, and you, the people that live there, they don't benefit from the wealth of the country often, do they? No. The, the, the there's so much there, but like most places in the world, so few grab onto the wealth and and yes. the mass doesn't share it as much. Tell me about, but you love it. You grew up there, Congo Glee's flavors and traditions. Tell me about your Congo. Uh, my Congo is just amazing. You know, I think uh, for each of us, it's important to to have a, a great big background uh, of our uh, country. My my country, I, I just think when I was child, when I was young, I was I was running without shoes. I was happy. Yeah. We, we, I, I had one, one lunch in the, in the day, but I was happy. And um, principally, principally we, we had uh, the vegetarian uh, food, the vegetarian diet. When my mom or my aunt uh, were cooking with, uh, was cooking uh, with meat, for us, it was like uh, a party because we have uh, a chicken or a meat for the, the dinner or the, the lunch. But principally, we, we, we eat uh, roots, vegetables, a lot of spices. For us in Congo, the spices is not just to uh, season a dish to give uh, a punch or a texture. It's very important to care about it, to care the, the skin, to care uh, uh, hair. Uh, for us, food is uh, a religion. It's very mm. important to be mm. um, 
to, to have a respect for the nature. Mm. What are some of your favorite ingredients that are indigenous to the Congo that you like uh, to cook with? My favorite in, um, ingredient, it's a root. It's a cassava. I grew up with cassava. Uh, it's gluten-free. You can, you can make a, any kind of dish you want. You can eat it. In uh, in the breakfast or lunch or in dinner, it's just it's amazing, you know. And uh, now we have a war in the Europe, and uh, the people are saying that all of flour come from uh, uh, Ukraine. But in Africa, we have a lot of roots. You can make a lot of flour, uh, gluten free, uh, without allergic consumption, and to save the people. Come in Africa, come to stay in Africa, come to eat the African food. It's the, 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 the food of soul. I think it's so interesting that you've taken that cuisine, African cuisine, and you really want to show, shine a spy, spotlight on the cuisine that you love um, and the African cuisine and Italian food, which you also really love. And you, how do you put those two together? Uh, what are some of the processes I, I, the, I, didn't put, I, I didn't put uh, the above of cuisine together because when we are talking about african cuisine we are we are talking about african caribbean cuisine because africa uh -huh. had uh, the 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 highland too and in italy i learned uh, uh, the, the the mediterranean kitchen the mediterranean food the the a lot of te uh, technology but my philosophy it's a metissage like the, the like a, um, a son who come for who come uh, between um, uh, one mother who come from africa and the father come from france you know mm -hmm. the baby is just uh, uh, how you can say in France. So my kitchen, uh, my my philosophy is, it's not the, it's not the combination, but it's the creativity. I'm using, I'm taking my inspiration from my background and yeah. the, the Italian or the European technique of food, and I'm making my food. I want to taste your food. I can't. I, oh, I, you should. I got. I got to get over to Milan again. <laughs> well, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about Top Chef now. How has your experience been so far this season? <sighs> Ups and downs, and are you, are you enjoying yourself? Oh, I'm enjoying for myself, but you know, I think my first barrier is the language. When you are going to to compete in 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 one country or in or in the sport you saw in the sport or the mode the fashion week, and you didn't understand very well the, the language, I think is the, the 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 first way to go to lose, because for one misunderstanding you can lose your your fight, but in the same time, I think it's the 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 most biggest opportunity i have i'm the first african woman here to share how how you can you can discover about africa i'm just excited i and i was i want just to say thank you all right we're going to take a quick break we are here with top chef world all-stars chef victoire stay with us
Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. My name is Victoire Gouloubi. I'm on Top Chef World All Stars. I'm African woman and in my soul, in my blood, in my body, I have a lot of food, African food, the good food to show you, to share with you and to say to you, we want to, to read a new story about African food, African gastronomy. And you are listening to the Jeremiah Show. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of The Jeremiah Show. So listen. Welcome back. I'm with Top Chef, World All-Star Chef Victoire. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. I'm drawn to the scenes with you. Uh, that is really what you just stated, that you, you want to represent Africa and what you love about it, um, the food that you love, the ingredients, cooking with those ingredients, but also your story. Uh, I'm drawn to to you, and I'm drawn to those scenes in in Top Chef right now um, because you are so real, and I end up wanting more. I know that it's a TV show; they've got to edit, but there's a particular scene, and I've seen every season, and I think it might be the the scene or the moment that has stuck with me the longest and and made a big impact. Um where you tell the other chefs about the, the first time walking into the culinary school in Italy and all the faces turned and they were all white and they stared. And, and it, we didn't get, I didn't get much more from that. I didn't get the whole story. And I was wishing that I could hear more about that experience because I put myself in your shoes in the way that you described it. What were you feeling at that moment? 
I was crying, you know. I was crying every day. I was saying to myself, I want to go back in Africa. When I was in Africa, I went to the school, I went to the university. We know that the racism exists, but we, in Africa, people, African people don't know very much what means racism. Because you know the world, but you don't know what can feel in your, your soul, in your mind, in your, your health. I was, I, I say, I'm a, I'm a person. Yeah. Why you are you are saying that to me? Why you are touching me like that? Like, uh, um, like a monkey, like an animal? When I I work for the first time in this school, it was uh, was um, I think was was Saturday p.m. and one of uh, the African uh, friend I had was. Um, escort me to the school because I don't know where the school was. And when we, we enter in the school, uh, a lot of young people was like, hey, monkey, oh God. The, and other people was crying. Oh God, it's a ghost. And some people come to me to touch my skin, to say that, to, to say to me, but you are really black. We can give you the soap. You can you can take a, a shower to to remove the black. I say no. I'm I love my skin. I'm black. I'm sorry. And some people was uh, um, touching my hair. To uh, some people was oh my god your lips. I was like I, I was twenty years old. I was so young, and I came from to the Congo with the war, one of the, the, the big warrior we, we had in Africa after Rwanda, the genocide yeah. of, of Rwanda, for me was just, I was looking for the peace. And when I come in this school, I say, this is a, another kind of war. And I think it's an eternal war because today I'm here since um, 22 years old. But every time I go out with my son, or my sons. Sometimes something. Some people say to me, "Ah, you are not uh, Italian. You know, you have to go back. You have to go back in your 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 forest. You have to go back in your uh, your with your monkey." And uh, you know, I am so sorry that that happened to you. Uh, that's uh, I don't. It's so surprising that this that at this age that we're at this this time in the world that that still happens that's i'm really really sorry that that happened to you that's really terrible really terrible and how you were so brave and you stayed but you were you know it's the world the, the, the world gave me the the brave the the world gave me the brave because when when we was in the war, we saw a lot of people dying. Yeah. I saw with my sisters, a, a lot of uh, women was uh, without a head. The, the, the military was uh, open, the, 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 the belly, and uh, uh, put out the, the interior of belly and say that you can go. I, we saw a, a, any kind of violence, any kind. We was sleeping um, close to some uh, uh, deaf people because in the in the forest where you can go, you don't you don't have the Sheraton or a, a five stars hotel. <laughs> it's a war. You don't. And you were nineteen or twenty around there that age. I was no. I was, I was uh, um, uh, seventeen. Do you 
reflect. Yes, yes. 17 years old. Wow. 17. And two years so, of, after I come from in Italy, just after not, the war. No one should see that, but especially at 17 or any age. But uh, do you reflect at all now and these days? Do you stop and, and think what you went through and what you overcame? And what you're made of your life, you have not, you must have a, a strength of a, a tiger, a lion inside that you just, you just, you overcome these things that should, would devastate most people and paralyze them and, and, and you just keep. We, we show going. that when the, when they, sh so, so, sorry, we, uh, we saw when some people shot my cousin. The front of us, and uh, some military said to my my father in the time, "You have to to make um, a love with your 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 doctor if you want your doctor to be alive." My father said, "No, I I can't." They shot my father, but my father don't die, but they shot my father in the time. For us, was uh, was the the biggest traumatic episode in the and the war wasn't for one day for one month was for. One year, I think. And after that, when I come in Italy, I was thinking, I can't, I can't lose my, 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 my way in Italy. I can't lose this fight. I have to be a person tomorrow to help, to, to help my family, to help my sisters, my, my brother, my, my siblings, my mother, my father. And when I was in some kitchen, uh, when some... Uh, Italian says to me, uh, you are a monkey. They were, they were pushing me or they were making a, any kind of prejudice. I was saying, oh, Victoria, you, saw, you, you see any kind of violence in Congo. You think that these people can scare about you? Right. No, no. Uh, do you think it's changed since Some, then? Something has changed, but no, not all. Mm. We have a lot of way to make. Yeah. You, you think um, I'm working in the kitchen since uh, I was 20 years old. Now I have um, 40 years old, 42 years old. But I have uh, some uh, colleague that I know since a lot of years. They had uh, a Michelin start. They had uh, this or this prime. But for me to get uh, the same thing, I have to work, I think, uh, two twice or three twice to get the same thing. But we have a same level. Yeah. But, you know, I wonder if that uh, the person that it benefits, ultimately, it's not fair. It's not right. But you are strong and uh, look, and it's benefited you probably in ways that you... you you just say, you know, I'm got to work three times as hard, but I can beat you. <laughs> I can. You said, and um, you know, sometimes those personal things, and I can't even imagine what you've gone through. I can't compare anything I've ever gone through to that. But sometimes, maybe you've drawn some strength. It sounds like from that, from those experiences, as horrible as they were. Uh, you said in Top Chef this season, the judges are pushing us far from our comfort zone. And as a chef now, how often do you push yourself from your comfort zone and how so? And it, it sounds like all the time, but yes. do you I push yourself? I start to learn English. 
I'm studying English 10 weeks before to go to the competition. Yeah, let me tell the radio listeners that. Let me repeat that. You speak seven languages. Yes. Is yes. English number eight or is that number seven? Oh, no, no, it's number eight. As number eight, she speaks eight yes. languages, yes. and you learned English ten weeks before you started Top Chef World All Stars. Yes, and after after the job in the the night when the baby was sleeping, I was oh my god, I want to understand this. Oh my god, I was I was repeating, I was listening the music, I was I was dancing, I was um, um, watching the the, the movie, uh, social media. I, I, I said to myself, you have this opportunity, you have this opportunity. How many, how many trusts you can have the opportunity to America open you the, the door for yeah. free? Start to learn this language. And I start to learn this language. I, you know, when I when I um, I I make my first uh, TV on show. I write, I, I write, um, I write this, this TV show. I speak with the director of uh, the, the, the channel. I say, I want to be a chef, uh, in the, the TV, like the whole, my other colleague. You can mm -hmm. give me this opportunity because you know my background. And she said me, she, she's a woman. She said me, it's Bianca Perugia. She said me, I trust to you. I love you. You can do that. For the first episode, I had a lot of haters. Go back, we don't want to you uh, this or this. But I say, ah, if I, I, I touch something in your home, that makes sense. That makes that I, I give something. I have to continue. Now I have fourth season of my own TV show. And, uh, and give out the ad for that. Give out the ad. <laughs> thank you. Yourself. And uh, you know when some 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 uh, someone say me you can you can't do this, these people are giving me uh, fire and uh, diesel. You know, yeah. I can I can get uh, boom. I love it. You're an amazing person, Thank an amazing you. person. I uh, uh, I wish I could speak to you, uh, talk to you for a lot longer. I have three minutes with you, so I'm going to ask you one last question that I want to ask, um, Chef Victoire is my special guest today. She's from Top Chef World All-Stars. Uh, this has just been, wow, the conversation has been good. Uh, it's been a little hard to hear a little of it, but I'm so honored to, to have met you and spent a little time with you, um, Chef. Uh, what does, this is on your website, and it struck me, and, I, and this is my final question for you because I know you have to go. What does live the flavors of good food through the colors of pleasure. What does that mean to you? Can you explain it to us? I can explain that with the, the world, you know, because if you can feel this kind of uh, emotion when you taste a, a most beautiful uh, flavor, color, uh, texture, you, you can't, you can't explain it with a word. You have to test it. Thank you so much. Would you come back, please, sometime? Can we talk more? <laughs> you won't. I can say you in Lingala, in my own language. Yes, say it. So, Sokyo Lingi Nagi. If you want, um, I can come back. I would love for you to come back. Uh, Chef Victoire Ulubi is a top chef. She's a... Uh, 
on the list of my my favorite people I've talked to. Top Chef World All-Stars in London, season 20. On Instagram, you can find her at chef underscore V-I-C-T-O-I-R-E. And on her website, chef V-I-C-T-O-I-R-E.com. And then you can get links and watch her television show on Sky TV. Two of them, not one. And you can catch her on Top Chef World All-Stars in London Season 20 on Bravo and Peacock Thursdays, 9, 8 Central. Top Chef returns for a milestone 20th season with World All-Stars in London featuring 16 of the greatest competitors from Top Chef iterations around the globe facing off in the fiercest showdown the culinary series has ever seen who will be crowned top chef tune in chef thank you so much uh, uh i'm just gonna keep saying your name all day thank you so much thank you america thank <laughs> your peoples i love you you're amazing you're awesome all right by listen more and evolve see you Thank next This is comedian Maz Chobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. I'm a put my guns in the ground I can't see you
coming down. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, your loved homes. I love you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 